Hello, and welcome to Only Lovers Book Club, where I get together with my favorite econo mathematicians <laughs> and <laughs> we read a romance novel and we talk about it. And February was the month that Tishai got to pick our book and um, we read it, and now we're going to talk about it. Before that, though, by the time that this episode is published, something fantastic wonderful will be out in the world and i want you to know how to get your hands on it one of the only lovers in this uh meeting has written a book nay two books the second book is going to be out in the wild the cover is going to be released by the time i post this on youtube and all of the podcast streams and that book is called ivelisse explains it all it's a beautiful middle grade book um, which you can now pre-order from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and bookshop.org, and wherever you get your books. I will have all of those links in the description. Um, let me tell you what Ivelisse is all about. So, how do you speak up when it feels like no one is listening? In this moving novel in verse, one girl takes on seventh grade while facing mental health challenges and must find her voice to advocate for the help and understanding she deserves. I can't wait to see the final copy. The cover is absolutely beautiful. I'll put it here somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> anyway, uh, go uh, pre-order wherever you can and uh, share support for our Only Lovers uh, Book Club accomplishments. <laughs> this month, Tishai had us reading The Kiss Quotient by... Helen Huang. Um, this is my library copy. It's been beaten beaten to heck. Like the 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 sticker is like faded. Like the cover is like bent. And I I this is how I received this book. This book has been through a no, lot. Me too. I feel like popular people. Maybe people had a lot of fun while reading it. Mm-hmm. Maybe <laughs> this like, like people like Ew. it's, it's broken up here. Anyway, I, I just have never. <laughs> I've never received a library book in this in this like a like a contemporary book in this condition it's fine whatever whatever it's no big deal i'm just like this book has been through a lot of hands incredibly popular right um so uh this is what it is about stella lane comes up with algorithms to predict customer purchases a job that has given her more money than she knows what to do with and way less experience in the dating department than the average 30 year old it doesn't help that Stella has Asperger's or that French kissing reminds her of a shark getting its teeth cleaned by a pilot fish. Her conclusion, she needs a lot of practice with a professional, which is why she hires escort Michael Fan. With the looks of a K-drama star and the martial arts moves to match, the Vietnamese Swedish stunner can't afford to turn down Stella's offer. And when she comes up with a lesson plan, <laughs> he proves willing to help her check off all of the boxes from foreplay to more than missionary position. Before long, Stella not only learns to appreciate his kisses, but to crave all of the other things he's making her feel. Their no-nonsense partnership starts making a strange kind of sense, and the pattern that emerges will convince Stella that love is the best kind of logic. That's the kiss quotient. Well, I mean, I read that. I read that. <laughs> Helen Wong is the shy per is that shy person who never talks until she does, and the worst things fly out of her mouth. Uh, she read her first romance novel in eighth grade and has been addicted ever since. In 2016, she was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, in line with what uh, was previously known as Asperger's syndrome. Her journey inspired the Kiss Potion. She lives in San Diego, California, with her husbands husband singular <laughs> two kids and a pet fish i keep pronouncing it kiss quotient and i know that's not right quotient i'm like quotient i want to pronounce all the letters <laughs> want to pr pronounce all of the t's um so tosh why did you pick this book for us to read what were your overall impressions you can you can start us off so i'm pretty sure i like saw a couple of people being like oh this is good like I'm into it. And then I kind of was like, I read the part of the blurb. But when I tell you that I definitely did not remember that the character was on the like, 
spectrum or was a neurodivergent character. Uh, I was like reading it. I'm like, oh, "Oh, okay. Because I was going for like, I want to read a diverse book. I want to make sure I'm doing like different representation. I saw that it was like a gender switched pretty woman. So I'm like, oh, this is fun. Like, yeah, like sex work, but there's like romance. Cool, 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 cool. And then I started reading it. And I'm like, oh, wait, it's also like written by someone who is neurodivergent and like from the perspective. So, okay, cool. I'm checking out like this. Cool, cool. Because it was like. Ticking off I, all the diversity boxes, baby. Thank you, Tosh. You're carrying the initiative. Yeah, it was checking off all of my like, oh, I want to read more diversely and have a lot of different perspectives and stuff. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So then, yeah, that's. That's what had happened. So, okay, now we know why you picked it. So like, now that you've read it, did it live up, live up to all of that bookstagram, book talk expectations? I really liked it. I thought it was really spicy. I, I didn't, I didn't know if it was going to be like just very spicy right from the beginning or if it was going to take time because the whole plot of the book is this woman hires like an escort to try to like teach her how to be intimate in a physical way because she thinks that in that way she'll be able to approach romantic relationships because she has had just difficulties and struggles throughout her life so she's trying to you know fuck it this is my this is the thing I need to fix let me be practical about it which like preach you like props good for you that you took this into your own hands um and so when it started being like romantic-y like the the way that they approached it was so like tentative and very careful and there was a lot of consent conversation happening and a lot of respect for consent so i liked all that and then it got steamy and then when it got steamy i'm like oh this is good steamy like it's good i really liked the writing style when it was getting into the steamy parts and i enjoyed the characters i enjoyed the use of his like really big family you know i just i just got really into it and then i actually read the second book already so i read the bride test um that's the one that i that's the one that i have to read and then you have to read heart principle and then we have we'll have read the the trilogy currently i guess so i liked uh i like the bride test a lot too like so far i've i've been really happy with the books that i've been reading from this author um so i told my mom about it too i'm like oh look like this this book i think you should read it i might buy a copy and just like give it to her because i feel like it's the kind of book she'd like um but yeah I really enjoyed it Drea what did you think of the book so I really liked it too I was a little hesitant going into it because I am not the biggest fan of like the super sexual books that we sometimes read um I'm definitely a skim through the smut (laughs) kind of person so I thought um that I wouldn't be into a book that kind of revolved around sex the whole way through but I agree with Tashai I really like the author's writing style I think um she does like sexual tension really really well and chemistry really really well um so for me like everything leading up to the sex was like spectacular um I did give it five stars because I really enjoyed it I thought it was super fun I I do agree with some of the reviews that I've read where it's like a little bit of like internalized ableism kind of thing. Like I totally get that and I hear that from the people who have said that in reviews. Um, That being said, I don't know. I mean, it is an own voices book. I'm not going to tell the author how to write their own story. Um, I think it does what it sets out to do in terms of like pretty woman-esque kind of story, very steamy, very fun. So even though I can see like how it might be a tad criticizable, um, I did still give it five stars because I just really enjoyed it a lot. I really, I enjoyed this book, Um, but I, (laughs) I'm definitely like on the opposite end of this, on the other side of the street, were like I enjoyed it, but I did I did not enjoy it as much as you guys did. Um, I thought that the romance aspects of it were really fun, but overall the book uh, is, is did, didn't do it for me. I can always tell because I'm like ready for it to be over. Like I'm just like I'm done. I'm done with these people. I'm done with the situation. Um, and not for any honestly, not for any other reason other than it just felt very. It was boring. <laughs> I found the story to 
to be just like I, I felt like there wasn't enough tension and honestly my quibbles are so they're so honestly my own like I was like why doesn't she do more math like what is it about her she's an economethematician I want to see her doing her job it's very much like honey girl but she's like you're the greatest astronomer and we don't ever see her doing astronomy and I'm just like come on man <laughs> I, I thought that that job sounded really interesting and I didn't get to see her doing it enough. And so I thought that was, I meant, I wanted to see a little bit of that. I thought that was really interesting. And I'm I feel that, like um, that's always a, what was the other book that you, the Danny Brown book? Yeah. Is, you said the same thing. You're like, I want to read about her PhD research. Yeah. And here's the thing. <laughs> I love not the plot though. I know it's not the plot, but I think that I really want, I, there, I crave, a lot more to my characters so that when I they get to the fucking then I'm truly invested in it you know what I mean I want them to feel like really like real people um you know it's kind of like if you're looking up porn and you're looking up like home porn or like in love porn because it like is nicer to see when it looks like they like each other or like they know each other or have that confidence with each other that's kind of like I'm looking for like authenticity <laughs> and not to say that this doesn't have it it just felt really like glossed over you know um and and the same thing happened to me with what the fuck is this guy's name uh michael bro worst sex worker ever <laughs> worst sex, first of all <laughs> listen <laughs> i want to get into it um but i just thought that no he definitely wanted to be like a really great like impersonal sex worker caught feelings and was very unprofessional and started acting like her boyfriend day one and I'm like okay dude like you say you have these hard lines to draw and you're they're just erased and then also like he's supposed to be like a sexpert and I don't know I, I just feel like it didn't come through like it didn't I felt like they were a good match for each other and they're like super insta love insta chemistry thing but I kind of wanted more like uh, I know that women like this and so I'm gonna try this and whatever it just wasn't it was their sex was too vanilla <laughs> well I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry no I, I get it I do think the sex is very vanilla but I also feel like if it had not been that way yes, like yes. Stella would have freaked the fuck yes, out yes you're right you're, you're right <laughs> I, I don't think that it should have been less vanilla for Stella no, I but think I get that you. his inner yeah. like his inner like okay how do I, you know, like, how do I minority report, like, figure out, like, how I'm going to get her to, like, let me touch her G-spot? You know, like, I thought there would be more, Michael's internal monologue would be a little bit more filthy, and it wasn't. Um, but that's yeah. just, that's just me being a fucking pervert, you know? <laughs> I think, though, if you consider the fact, so it's not like he's doing sex work because he wants to. Like, he's doing it as a means to try to pay for, like, his mom's medical condition. So... I think, why would he be like, I'm going to use my trick. His trick is that he has sex with like women because he has to pay for his mom's medical bills. So like, I don't expect him to be super into like pulling out his A game and like wooing her because also as soon as he tries to touch her, she like freaked out. So like, had he tried to finagle his way into getting into her pants more, I would have been very uncomfortable because that would have read as like an assault to me because as soon yeah, as no. he started, I she was I, like, I, I'm just saying Ooh. like, yes, not necessarily bringing his a game, like, and like full front, but like in his head, you want in his head, head like thinking about it, but like maybe, it. you know, I get you're you. right. You're right. Anyway, it just, it's just, no, I, just I get want... you. Like, like Chris wanted him to be like, Mano, I would fucking do X, Y, and Z to her, but I can't because she would freak out. But, like, that's what I'm thinking about right now. Is... <laughs> I think you get more of that in, like, the second book. Yeah. Oh, and then, okay, my my last pet peeve. Because that one, as soon as they're, like, an item, then they stop having sex. Like, on camera. And then I'm like, okay, like, there's no sex in the last part of the book. And usually, right, there's that big makeup scene or, like, breakup scene or whatever. And it's, like, the hot, like, affirming we're a couple, but we're fucking. And... No, we just kind of pass it. And I'm just like, come on, you know, <laughs> give me something else, you know, give me, give me like their, their progression from like super awkward, um, you know, like, you know, there's a syllabus to the sex. So now like no, no holds barred. We know each other. We're comfortable with each other. We trust each other. Show me that. But I feel like I didn't get that when they're like full on 
we're a couple we love each other and we, we love fucking each other because she wears yoga pants now that's you know that what was... it did have though i think this book had like my favorite kiss that i've read in a long time with ol and it was that mo it wasn't even like a super sexy kiss but it was that moment when going to what you're saying chris she's like nope we're gonna stop having sex and stop kissing and all these things because i'm only gonna do that with someone who wants to do it with me and not like because they're getting paid they're like at the tailor shop and he just like immediately like leans over and like plants one on her and she's just like <gasps> i as the reader was like <gasps> i was at work when i read that i was like oh my god okay <laughs> me trying to read this at work i was like nope <laughs> chapter two at the end of chapter two I was like, nah, I the thing is, normally i wouldn't but because i'm like testing kids all day every day right now is just like the worst month of my um teaching job every single year i was like oh well i got it on like i got the ebook as well so i could like flip between them but then yeah it was too it was too spicy for work <laughs> yeah, those are those are just my little quibbles overall i think it's a good book i just yeah just me, not for you it's not for me but mm -hmm. um I'm, I'm excited to to talk about it you know what i mean but those are just like i quickly outlined like this 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 you know and this isn't yeah. something that only this book has you know because i've had these complaints before where it's mm -hmm. like i need i need a little bit more or like why do they stop having sex on camera after they got together like that's still valid to me i want to see that um but yeah, yeah. No, i also feel i feel like i would watch a, te a ted talk of her talking about what her job is but i don't necessarily think that it would have fit in the story to see more of it because i i understood what she was talking about and it sounds like the kind of stuff that like the strategy people at my office do all the time and it's really interesting it's a lot of just like social behavior stuff and pattern finding and then figuring out like she was talking about her job and like oh yeah this is advertising this is what you're doing you're like selling stuff following people's patterns i get that so I would have watched a TED talk about that for sure. Yeah. But if they were in dinner and she was like, see how that person's doing this, then that means that this, 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 and this is this. No, I thought she was going to like be calculating their, I thought she was going to be calculating their kisses. I thought she was going to like, you know, like what he's doing. And I thought she was going to be like quantifying it into her pleasure or like her learning. You know what I mean? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I She's definitely... data. She has yeah, no the, yeah, the title is the kiss quotient. So I get where you're coming from, Chris. Like I you just, thought was... there was actually going to be math. <laughs> there were no hawks. <laughs> there were no, what was it? it was... Falcons. <laughs> no falcons. There was no falcons. <laughs> uh, what was that book? What was that the book? Falconer. Falconer. The Falconer. Yes. <laughs> that most disappointing title in the history of OLL. But, but yeah, no, I, I just, I'm like, oh, okay. So it's not going to factor that much into the story. And I don't, don't, I don't want to get misconstrued here. I don't want to be like, oh, the character didn't perform their neurodivergence enough for me. I just really thought there would be more math. The only time in my life where I'm like, oh, I thought there'd be more math. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I know that's not how that works, but you know, okay, we can move move right along. <laughs> just, I, I enjoyed it though. Thank you for picking it. So the first one I was looking into was whether you had read a book before that was a romance that featured a lead who was neurodivergent. I know that we read, um, oh my God, with the night. And that one was like- oh. It was the reckless oath we take. The reckless oath we made. We made, always thank you. coming through with the titles. <laughs> uh, so good. And, and I thought, you know, that book was super great. There was a lot of interesting like perspective being shown. And so I know we've read that one, but I was curious if you've read any other books that featured a lead aside from that one, because I don't think I really have. And do you think that there was a good representation being done based on whatever other experiences you've had um, with books in the past? I've definitely read YA romance where a character is neurodivergent. And I've read literary fiction slash romance. But I think this is the first like true genre tropey romance that I've read um like this yeah because the I've read I've read YA but you know that romance is obviously different they're not like having sex on the screen and it's more about like figuring out how to ask someone out or like date kind of thing 
And then I have read um, more literary fiction, like specifically off the top of my head, like River Solomon um, writes literary fiction that often has a heavy romantic plot to it, though it's not a romance. Um, and usually the characters are either trans or non-binary while also being neurodivergent. So that's like, that's the one that comes closest to in terms of like, I think having romantic plots, but as far as like a romance, 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 <laughs> this is probably my first. Okay. So uh, off the top of my head, I know that I have, I know that I definitely have like, and actually we have read a, a few, uh, how to save a princess. Um, because Naria is uh, on the spectrum. Um, or one of the two is. And I remember that being a thing uh, that Alyssa Cole think, talked about. I think that was a thing like we talked about, but it wasn't like openly on the page, was it? I don't know if it was openly on the page that they discussed it, but when we talked about it and then when yeah. I looked at the author's kind of like conversations yeah. about the book, it's definitely a... Uh, like yeah, a, no, I think they talk about it as in like, there's things that I do and there's yes. ways that I think. They didn't like name it, but Yeah, that but was, they didn't, they didn't name it. You're, yeah. But you're right, yeah. Yeah, that um, would be one. It was just quirky. Yeah, it was, yeah, she was just quirky <laughs> in the book. And then um, uh, Actor Age, Evie Brown by Talia Hibbert is another one, romance with a neurodivergent character. It was the male character. Um, Also own voices, because Talia Hibbert was talking about her own neurodivergence. And then I don't know if this author is or isn't, but I remember, remember way back when, it was the number two episode ever of us reading it. The, the first one that's on YouTube or whatever, but it is the second the second one because the first we did was In the Mirror for Dreams. The second one was uh, Driven or Drive by Eve Kennan. And that character, yes, I know you're gonna be like, how? But I just remember be, <laughs> me being like, Oh, Wait, is that the guy that is like the, trucker. the emotionally unavailable? Exactly. That that, into okay, yes. I can see that. Yeah, I remember, I remember the discussion mm -hmm. around that book and the also uh, not on the page. Also but I remember us talking about it. Yeah. he was like not not emotionally unavailable in the way that other. It's okay. It was a long time. It was. It had like trucks going through like the tundra or something. There was like ice. Ice road truckers, but like romance. And the male lead was on the spectrum. It was like a shower scene right it was like yes. a, a shower scene inside the truck shower and we talked scene. about like the I remember I was talking about like we were trying to like physically map it out yeah like the space of it <laughs> and how like I would love a shower like that in the morning just like <laughs> it's a shower yeah <laughs> anyway so um uh so to answer your question yes I have I have read a couple with book club without book club um and I think that I think the author being neurodivergent is a big part of why those characters, you know, feel authentic. They don't feel like they're, you know, just there to be quirky or make the story interesting, you know, whatever. Um, and I think that's yeah, why it's been- felt, This book felt very specific. Yeah. And, and, and the authors actually said that in interviews, right? Like, hey, this is like my experience with it, but obviously yeah. you may experience it in a different way and that's yes. okay and and just to mention i've since i read the heart principle that's kind of like another one to add it's by the same author um but also yeah just a lot of a diff very different situation because that character is in like a position of grief like caregiving and it's like a super heavy stressful situation mm. in which you're just like huh this is sad <laughs> where's my romance it's there but it's <laughs> it's not it's very it's very different um I, I do think that there is a there is good representation there, and I I I definitely pick these books or have read these books because of oh yes I would like to read more I wish it would happen more incidentally I guess is is where I'm where I'm going to I definitely have had to read neurodivergent characters actively seeking them out you know um, it's never been just kind of like at least to my knowledge that I'm reading a book and then there is just like a very great representation of a character in the book and. Yeah, I do think it. I do incidentally end up reading a lot of them outside of romance. Yes, but but yeah, it just doesn't. And and I think that's just you know the publishing stats, right? Like we don't see like there aren't that many books in romance with neurodivergent characters, like compared to 
you know, other books. Um, so yeah, I do think that you kind of have to be more, um, what's the word? Like, yeah, yeah. And like seeking them out for sure. What about you, Tashai? Is this like your first, like, is uh, what, what's what been your experience with uh, neurodivergence on, on the romance page? Basically only the books that you've listed that we've read for both. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. That's fair. It's like one of those things. I'm glad you asked the question because mm -hmm. I don't think that it was ever, like, you know, we talk about like reading, like, oh, like I want to be, a, I want to make sure that we're reading what we want to read, but we're also kind of like going out of our way to read more diversely. And it's, Sometimes yeah. we forget like that intersectionality of like, okay, yes, we want to read more black authors. Mm -hmm. We want to read more authors of color, but also, you know, it's, it's reading diversely doesn't just mean race, ethnicity. It's uh, yeah. also like, you know, ability and, or ableism or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to say it, but just. Yeah, no. And it goes for, for like, like it happens to me with like disability rep too. Like, I feel like I read a lot of books that have disability rep, but not, but not in romance. You know, especially like I feel like now in um, in kid books, like in middle grade and YA, um, we're seeing all sorts of like representation of like physical disabilities, of like neurodivergence, of like all sorts of mental health stuff um, that I'm that I'm not quite seeing in romance just yet. <laughs> yeah, I think it's important to have like the stories. I you know, it does seem like, oh, there's a, there's a romance for everyone. And it's just, yes, everyone is worthy of love and seeing their type of like preference love situation in like a really positive moving way. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, good, good. Uh, I went down this like mental little rabbit hole of like, yeah, maybe I should, we should, we should seek it out a little bit more. Uh, that's it. <laughs> So uh, along with the main characters that we have in the book, there was also her coworker, Philip, who is presented as like another love interest who is into her despite her flaws. Um, I said initially she thought she wanted to be with him, especially because of her parents' opinion. And then eventually he like crosses the line of physical comfort. But before this, did you kind of read Philip as being like a like a bad person or just kind of like a meh, shitty side character or as like an actual possible romantic option? Because I felt like for a little bit there, it kind of was seeming like Philip might be like a, a competition for Stella's affection. And then obviously they took the turn and. I was just curious how you guys felt about Philip as like a second character. Cause first he was like a dick and then he was trying to be nice to her. And there was like so much going on between them. And I, I, I enjoyed it. I knew she wasn't going to end up with him cause duh, that'd be stupid. But. So I think for me, that kind of goes along with like the like weird problematic -y things that I was talking about before where like I think he was there just as the plot point of like hey here's another neurodivergent character and this is the best you're going to be able to do is to date someone who also has flaws like you because he will put up with your flaws and you will put up with his flaws and I think that's how it's presented in the beginning except then she happens to find someone who's not neurodivergent at all but still like accepts her and like she is able to do the things that she has never been able to do before with him. And so Philip just kind of like, isn't needed anymore <laughs> as a, as a character. Like I, I definitely don't think he was ever meant to be any like real competition. He was just there as a, you say like as a foil <laughs> for, for, for like Michael. Yeah, um, just the mom reveal. Hello. That was weird. That well, was weird. That, that was that Bert. I was that gif that Bert is like, and it just stops and looks right into the camera. I'm like, what? Where did that come that from? That was like, in case you had any, any possible scenario still running in your head where Philip was a possibility, that's like the author making sure that that's like absolutely done for, like never going to happen. That's definitely caught me off guard. How did you feel about Philip, Christina? I, okay. So my problem with Philip is a problem that is like a bigger problem that I had with the story. So I didn't want to talk about this in my overall impressions because I was wondering if we were going to like talk about it. I like made a note of it. 
because I actually it's more about Stella than it is about Philip and everything else. I I wish that there had been a moment and correct me if I'm wrong, if I missed it, it just was not big enough of a moment where I was like paying enough attention by this point in the book. But I do wish that, okay, Stella goes out with terrible guys and they're all terrible. <laughs> she has terrible sexual experiences with every guy she's ever gone out with. Because they're terrible, not because of her autism, right? Um, and my issue with that is that there's never a moment in Stella's like presence on the page where she goes, fuck this, this is who I am. And that wasn't, a, that wasn't my fault. That was, it was more like, oh, thank, thank God, Michael is here and Michael can put up with my shit. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah no, Stella. she definitely never has that moment. I think Michael definitely tells her, oh, it wasn't you, like, these guys were shitty, mm -hmm. but she never has a moment, like, she definitely thinks it's Michael or no one. <laughs> yeah, and so when Philip comes with his fucking bullshit, it just kind of, like, reaffirms that, you know, she's, it's just, it just reaffirms that the problems, I mean, and it's true, the problems are all the guys that she's dating with, but Michael also falls, I would say, also in the same category, I mean, he is more thoughtful, he is, like, it, it, they have like chemistry or whatever but the only reason that like she likes him is because he doesn't treat her like garbage do you know what I mean if Michael had never come around or if Michael had been an impersonal kind of like sex worker who or ex escort who would have actually done his job correctly and fucking left as soon as he was done <laughs> giving her the fucking sex lessons um then she would have been like i'm cured and she would have my married philip she would have ended up with philip because she would have been like okay now i can be the wife that other people need me to be and it was it just felt fucking weird and it, i did not like that I, I don't i don't want it to be that just you know that i wanted stella to like get over her neurodivergence or whatever but there was a moment where i was really hoping that it would come from her after after all of this after the things with philip after he crosses like lines with her that she's just like fuck you this is who i am and i want to be with michael because i want to be with michael not because <laughs> he can put up with my autism and uh, i think that that was a very like a missed moment i'm i'm not gonna sit here and say that every single person needs to come to this epiphany it's just something that I felt that we were building up to and we never yeah. we never really did you know it's not it's not the same thing to say like oh people don't people have I have a hard time connecting with people because of my autism versus all I'm dating is awful people like you can have a really great person who doesn't really understand or your you know your interactions just aren't like developed enough for you to reach that point where you're going to feel comfortable and like move on to the next level of your relationship that can happen with a good person too like well-meaning people yeah. fuck up and they make mistakes um but no all she was dating was fucking assholes and i think there's a difference there's definitely a fucking difference and so i think that yeah philip was acting as michael's foil um but it wasn't like as effective because it was just this guy is less shitty than the other guys and it doesn't really have to do with me it's just who can put up with me yeah and she does make a point of saying things in the book like oh i have a hard time maintaining eye contact but not when it's michael or i have a hard time doing this but not when i'm doing it with michael and that's why i said like i still gave it five stars i'm still glad this book exists it was like super fun but there were definitely those moments where i was like Ew. Yeah. Like, like it's not like this could have yeah, like it's it's like what you're saying. Like Michael just happened to be a decent like person. Yes. Um and and so she was able to be more vulnerable and feel more comfortable, but that's not to say that she wouldn't have been able to feel that way on her own or with someone else. Um but yeah. Yeah, no, 100% um that was just it's just, just quibbles i still think it was it was a yeah. read. i just was like a disappointment like not every not every book can be a home run like for me mm -hmm. specifically but um and i'm not trying to tell like own voices authors how to write their own fucking stories like exactly exactly <laughs>
That's my I, thing too. Like there's so few of these, of these stories, yeah. you know, like I'm not about Helen, you tell whatever story you want, you know, like tell me how you're supporting it. Okay, if I can read it. I'm about to read the second one. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm just saying this one, maybe yeah. I would have passed, I would have probably fast forwarded if we were like on Netflix. I would have been like, okay, we're fast forwarding this know, scene. This would be a sexy Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Very. Este, I will say to, to add to what you guys are talking about, because it, so Stella makes it seem like, oh, I can only do these things because it is my goal. And I think a lot of that has to do with her saying like, I'm going to hook up with him and get like obsessed with him. And I'm going to, I like have my obsessions and I'll do my obsession and then I won't see him again and it's fine. So I actually started looking up because I know when women are on the autism spectrum, there's like, they have different representations of their autism. So it's like a lot easier to diagnose autism in men than it is women. Like, the way that it represent like shows itself is so different that for a lot of women, you just don't get diagnosed for a really, really, really long time. So I was going through a psychology today article that was like 10 signs of autism in women. And I'm scrolling through it. And one of them says um, obsessive interests. And it says that for men, they tend to have hobbies that are obsessive interests. So they focus on objects or things or like they fiddle with things. But with women, they often display an intense interest in a wider range of some subjects, including how the mind of people works or like people specifically like romantic partners or crushes or celebrities. So many women with autism are skilled researchers and gravitate towards careers requiring high intense and focus. And then they also like develop these obsessive interests in like their crushes so when she's saying oh i'm gonna be like obsessed with you she she does mean that she's gonna have this fixation because she likes things about him and the way that her autism like shows itself is she knows she likes him and that he's different than other people because she like zeroes in on him so it is possible for her to have this relationship with him because she's put him into that category of someone that i could like And so I thought it was interesting because she's saying, oh, I'm going to be like obsessed with you. Um, I'm going to be so focused on you, blah, blah, blah. And and I thought that was like not like a weird way to explain it. But I'm like, oh, yeah, she like has a crush on him. But then I saw it listed in like characteristics that in women who are on the spectrum, oftentimes they will show these like hyper focuses on their on their partners or their crushes and also will be in these fields that require intense focus. I thought it was really interesting that it's like. Oh, yeah. And speaking of obsession, like, not to like hate on Michael, but Michael is dumb as shit because she literally says, I'm going to be obsessed with you. Like, we're going to end this arrangement and I'm going to call you every day because I won't be able to stop thinking about you. And like two pages later, he's like, but does she like me? I I feel like I'm starting to like her. It's going to suck when this ends. Like, how do I protect my heart? And I'm and I literally read back. I was like, what the she literally just confessed how obsessed she is. And it like went right over his head. He also didn't realize that she had any sort of like social anxiety stuff. And also (laughs) like there's being shy, which like I get. I get being with someone who is shy and gets uncomfortable in social situations. But I thought it was interesting that it took him seeing her in the same room as Kai and then Kai is in the background and he's this person who he's known for like ever, right? It wasn't that something that mm-hmm. came up where it's like, huh, she really acts like Kai a lot. Well, and, and here's the thing, like, and, and Juan told him that. Yes, Juan yes. fucking tells him that. He's like, oh. Like, I do- no escucha, no escucha. Yeah. People are telling him things no, straight right. to his face and he's all- just like pajareando. Yeah, of all the people to get obsessed with, yeah, he was really fucking stupid. I, <laughs> I mean, I still listen. I still love him. I he's love hot. Him, like, That's it. He makes That's, her she's obsessed with him because and, like, he's hot, and he can make her well, come. And he has a cute grandma, and I'm always a sucker for like those cute little grandma characters. Yeah, but she but- was obsessed with him before she met the family. She, he's yeah. hot. He can make her come, and you know, it's- the house immediately makes the mom cry. I thought that Michael's like issues were so fucking not even important. I'm like, oh, this didn't even have to be a chapter. I was just like, this is, you're right. He was stupid. And like the stuff with his dad, I for sure thought the dad was going to be like a serial rapist murderer when we started the book. I was was going to be like something (laughs) awful. (laughs) He left my family and he took my mom's money. 
Yeah, and so here's Michael is literally. Well, I'm a terrible. Yeah, he's literally working his ass off, fucking strangers, and is like working hard to help his mom. And he's like, "I'm worried that I'm going to be like my dad." And I'm like, "Bro, <laughs> clearly you're not." Well, that's what you- his mom says. His mom is like, "You are fine. You're fine." Oh, and verdad, he doesn't pay attention to what people say. When he like saw those like underwear, I'm like, "You're a fucking idiot. You just had this conversation like five days ago." Like, like five days ago, you talked about underwear and you're going to tell me you don't understand what the underwear means. And it's okay. We can still be frustrated with like Michael being an idiot. I'm glad that it worked out, but like that was really annoying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> show up, he can show up, he can fuck you and he can like fix all your clothes up for you and design you a quick capsule wardrobe and then be on his way. I'm not going to lie. This book made me think about like what it would be like to hire an escort. Okay. Okay. Wait, no, but before you, okay. That, what did this book make you think of? Chris was hiring an escort. Me. What would it feel like to have so much money? (laughs) Just like (laughs) that was me. I was like, Oh my God, how is she this fucking rich to shy? How much money would I make if I tried to become an escort? (laughs) (laughs) Good, 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 good. Um, Like, no, probably get paid to like step on businessmen. That'd be yeah. No, that sounds that sounds legit. Exclusively, exclusively white men who trade in Bitcoin, and then (laughs) Ivan would be in the room too. He'd be like my bodyguard. Um, I, I. Yeah, I thought about it. I'm like, I wonder how that would that would go. You know, I've never I mean, I think I've only ever considered it in a fictional aspect, but I think it's I think it's cool how the book I mean, I know we were just shitting on Michael, but like, okay, let's (laughs) let's let's take it back. Let's take it back a notch. Um, I do think that it was good that his profession wasn't been dragged through the mud definitely people didn't have a great opinion about it once they found out about it but but not her it not was her never her, her. never mm-hmm. her it was never an issue for her I think that she saw it as like a plus to him you know it's not something that yeah. he wanted to do and he wasn't doing by choice but sometimes that's just how it is when you're when you're a sex worker you just you're but even 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 before she finds that out like even in the very beginning when she just thinks he loves his job and that's what he does full-time like she is very non-judgmental about mm-hmm. it, which I really liked. Yeah, and and I I thought that that was you know I thought that it was going to come up more. I worried mm-hmm. that at the beginning of the book, I worried inevitably whenever there would be like you know the either the fight or the conversation of like why we can't do this that it would be just like you're a whore, you know, or or mm-hmm. I can't give myself to someone who's given themselves to so many people. And she, she was a jealous person, but it was never like a toxic kind of jealousy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She was very was much interested in monogamy. Yeah. It was like, um, oh, he's had these experiences. I'm bad at sex. I need to figure out how to be better at it because mm-hmm. he has a greater frame of comparison. Yes. I need and- to compete with the fact that he's had these experiences, but it wasn't like he's a whore yeah I did worry that that was gonna be and I was relieved when that it just never was the case and I'm like fuck yeah Stella like you know I really like Stella by the way I liked her mm. character like if I had so much beef with Michael the exact opposite I really liked Stella's character did I wish she did more math on the page yes but <laughs> other, other than that um I thought she was a sweet person I thought she was she meant well and and you know i don't know and i also thought i also thought even her like richness was believable like i believe that she never spent money on herself that she never bought anything for herself and so inevitably over the course of many years of working overtime she would just have a shit ton of money so like even that was very also the job that she was doing like yeah that kind of job pays a lot of money like you're she's probably making over a quarter of a million a year those those (laughs) those strategies for those big companies if she's working for something like an amazon in this fictional universe helping them specifically target people and she's just doing the job of three people in one and it's like targeting and ad sales and stuff 
money. She's absolutely mm-hmm. working for Amazon. She's like in Silicon okay. Valley. So she- <laughs> like those tech companies will pay, especially if she is into it and just works weekends and is like, I'll just hang out in my in the office and be doing this. Girl, she got I mean, me. She also had a trust fund on top of that. True. So it was like, but I believe that she could just be like, you want me to buy you a new car? Like, no biggie. Like, and and I believed it that she Oh my God, never did I wish someone was gayer in my life. Like, I was like, well, I'll be your escort. (laughs) Like, I'll be your pretty woman. I will be. (laughs) I did. I didn't know about the reverse pretty woman thing. But until when I read the thing about like, oh, we shouldn't kiss. I was like, oh, ha ha. This is like pretty. (laughs) I didn't know. (laughs) I'm like, oh, what an interesting nod. And there's like a, you know, the sex worker as an escort out. How cool is that? How interesting. I mean, I think it definitely, it's not trying to be like a retelling or anything. I think it's more like the author really likes that movie and she just wanted to write like her own version of it kind of thing. How do you feel? Let me see how to, how to like, because you were touching on it when we were starting this about how the fact that they kind of solve it as they, they, how do I, they frame it as a, with this makeover, like when she and Michael stop seeing each other, she's like, I'm gonna will my ticks away. I'm gonna like wear the clothes that I don't like. I'm gonna just force myself to be uncomfortable and like it'll be fine. Um, and obviously that doesn't work. And I was reading that part of the book and I just kind of didn't get why that's the direction she would go in. Like when things don't work out with Michael, she's like, I'm just gonna cause myself a bunch of damage because she thought that that's why he left her so he was she was like i need to fix these things so that no one leaves me for this reason ever again because that was the whole like miscommunication right is like she thinks he's leaving her because she's he found out that she's autistic Mm -hmm. and he's really like not leaving her because of that but they like never talk about it and so that's how I read it anyways, was that she was like, he's going to leave me for this reason? Well, I'm going to, like, force myself to, like, get over this. Yes, I also see it that way. But I do get the makeover aspect of it being, like, really unnecessary. You know what I mean? I I, I don't know. I, I also am like, like, don't change yourself. For <laughs> don't change yourself for... I, I, I think it goes back to... I think it goes back to that whole thing of like, she doesn't have this moment of like, whatever, I'm just going to be me. And it turns out that I also am okay with these things. Like now that I have gone through this experience, like I'm okay with yoga pants. Like that's something that I am okay with that I learned that I'm okay with and not necessarily, I don't want to, I don't want anyone else to perceive my quote unquote damage. And so I'm going to force myself. So I think that it, framed differently would have been maybe more empowering to the character do you know what I mean that it that it wasn't just like I I had this makeover that I hate and it's not going to stick but rather I learned some things about myself and this is how I choose to be because I just accept myself for who I am and anyone else who loves me needs to accept me for who I am with these things that I have and these things that I've learned about myself um that I that I that Michael helped unlock in me um and so I think that it's somewhere in the middle where it didn't it didn't hit. But the, the last third of the book, I didn't I didn't enjoy. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. I was like, eh. I didn't. Not that I didn't enjoy it. I was like rushing through it because I'm like, okay, well, I'm ready for this to be over. <laughs> Clearly, they're gonna have a happily ever after. But I want to get there and not like deal with this fucking shit. <laughs> um, but yes, I think I think that's interesting because. Like I said, I just finished reading the sequel, and I do think that the author does. Is it best. the same people? Are the same? It's this. So it's it's the it's Kai. So the main oh, guy, I see. Kai, and then it's the it's his mom goes to Vietnam and tries to like find him a wife, basically. Okay, so these so the couple from this book, I assume, make like cameos in that book. They appear like in the background. They get married, like in the in the book. Their appearance is like the main character Kai and the main girl um, go to their wedding. Okay. Like at one point. Um, But I think that in that book, there's a lot better of a, of a treatment in 
the female lead so like the the protagonist is kai but you get you get again both perspectives you get the male and you get the female lead and there is kind of that moment of like oh things aren't working the way that they want them to work but i think the the path that the female character like the attitude she takes about it is like much better she's like okay this isn't going the way that i want it to go how am I going to move forward? Like, how can I make the best for my own? Like, how can I make my life work? And it's like very satisfying to see. Whereas here, Stella's like, well, he doesn't like this about me. So let me figure out how to fix this. So I feel like you you'll, you might like that more. In yeah, this it's, it sucks to hear. Because like you see how great she is and we get to see like her inner monologue in and unfortunately, that sometimes really just is the conclusion that people get to. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not unrealistic. I just didn't fucking like reading it. You know, <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying like that. That's not what should have happened. I'm just saying I didn't enjoy that because I think that I I'm very familiar with that sentiment. You know, just even just as me, where it's like, well, somebody hurt me this way, or somebody didn't accept me because of this, so I need to change this about me so the next person doesn't reject me for the same reason Girl. i just <laughs> I, I think that's something that everyone can kind of at one point or another whether it's like a romantic relationship or like even in we've jobs all, we've all picked up a sport that we had yeah. no because the person we were interested in was super into the sport yeah and and i think that i want every i just want everyone fictional or not to just live their most authentic life and to you know, but also that's hard. Also, that's just hard to do sometimes. Yeah. Stella's body is not an apology, and she did not know that. She didn't. She didn't get. She didn't. She send her the book. No one sent her the book, and so she's like, "I'm gonna apologize with my body." And it's like, no, <laughs> no, 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 honey, no, the <laughs> no. lesson. That's not the lesson. What did you guys think of the family? I loved his family. Like his family. Did you? What did you think of like his mom and like her drama with that dad, the swindler? <laughs> I thought it was sad. I thought it was sad, but I also thought it was hella realistic because you know, you know, and I know, and we know people who, no matter how much they get hurt, will always be like, "Oh, I hope they're okay." Like, we'll just worry about. I'd have been like, "Ese muera." <laughs> Que se muera el cabrón, que se muera. Que pierdan todos los chavos, que le den una enfermedad venerial. Pero his mom was like, I hope it's your father's okay. And Michael's like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, Michael was definitely on your team of like, fuck that guy. Even though yeah. he's my dad, it's fuck that guy. And she's like, there was a lot of sisters though. I was having a hard time keeping track of who was who. Me too. Although I did appreciate that one of them had an interview with Stella because then they finally got to talk about the math stuff. Yeah, equally nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> and then Philip was like, "Oh, who's the new girl?" Oh, ew! Oh, god, jeez. Yeah, she had like, to. She didn't have to work hard to make me hate that guy. Fucking detested him. Reiterating that Philip sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Those were those were all the questions that I had. Nope. Just that um, I really liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. I liked that. I got to read it with, I got to read it for real. And then I got to read it with you guys and talk about it with you guys. It wasn't like a perfect book for me, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't going to be good book club. And I can see where your, your guys, where you guys are coming from. I also think you just would have dated the shit out of Stella. And that's why you get upset. You're like, I would have had to pay me. Cover. You don't have to pay me. I would have done that shit for free. She could pay for dinner. I better go working. No, yeah, she could have paid for dinner. I mean, but she... also, but also, if you did have like a gigantic pile of medical debt, you would have taken the money. Oh no, yes, yeah. absolutely. I would have been realistic. I would have yeah. literally, I would, I would have been upfront with her at the beginning. I think because to, to ease my my guilt, I would have been like, yeah, my mom has these medical bills. Uh, this is what I need help with. So if you're looking for a quid pro quo type situation, mm -hmm. I'm coming to you with. With my hand on my heart, this is what I'm doing this for. And and we would have fallen in love anyway. <laughs> Christina would have made her some like nice meals. Yeah. Taking her taking her to like a an, No, uh, and, and here's okay, well, okay, fine. 
he didn't know that she was, or he quote unquote didn't realize it. But I would have immediately been like, okay, something's weird here. And she didn't want to, when she's having dinner with my family, if she doesn't want to drop the sensitive subject, I'd be like, hey, so honey, it's a sensitive subject. Let's, we can't talk about it right now. That's all it takes. If you see someone is like, you know, like, oh, they don't understand that they're not supposed to talk about this. You don't fucking snap at them in front of everybody. It's super embarrassing. You can be like, you know, just take her by the hand, send her a text message, fucking let her know that it's a sensitive subject. You didn't set her up for success. And I don't like that. I'm glad she yeah, forgave so him. But yeah, we're not you all perfect. Code word. You get a fucking code word. You're going to introduce her to your family. You know that she has problems in social situations. You say, hey, if something's kind of coming up, we're going to have a code word. Yeah, well, that only happened because he supposedly didn't know that she, you know, was having, was going to fixate on the thing. And I would have just already known to tell her. So actually, avoid an awkward situation for everybody. Reading the, reading the top 10 signs or whatever, it makes sense that she would be asking the mom all these questions because they get you know, there's a chance that she might have gotten like fixated on the thought process of like, well, why can't you do that? Like why? It's it's like the curiosity of like how something works and like what's going on under the surface. So like, yeah, she's going to ask questions because she doesn't realize it's a problem because it's not like you ever told her your dad's a piece of shit. Don't mention him when you come to my family. (laughs) Or like, you know, drop it. So it doesn't matter if she was like neurodivergent or not. It's just don't be fucking shitty to the people that you're. I would have asked your family. What's going on? What happened? Like, uh, and since you're like, oh, I can clearly see that you're not going to drop it, and it's awkward. I would have been like, hey, Tasha, it's like a sensitive subject. Oh, it would have been awkward, but it would have been nicer than me being like, I just drop it, and dinner is ruined. I'm sorry you had 17 children with this piece of shit man who then stole all your money. Also, no more plastic in the microwave. Also, I'm going to need everyone to tell me their names again. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, those are my final thoughts. What else are you reading? What else are you guys reading? <laughs> you got to say it for the, for the listeners. I'm currently reading Incense and Sensibility by Sonali Dev. And I just finished reading Heartstoppers 2, which was so cute. Wait, did I send you those books? Huh? Did I send you that book? I sent her incense and sensibility. Oh, and then I sent her supper. Also, you're reading you're reading your Three Kings books. Yeah, I just read this one the other day, and then I'm about I'm by like page 100 on this guy. Yes. And then I'm still trying to work my way through Come As You Are. And based on the latest chat I had with my therapist. Someone just told me today that I should that that um the the friend that I like had the friend date with today. Um they were saying how much they like the book that we read last month. And they were like, oh, if you're looking for another romantic nonfiction, this is a great one. And that's the one they recommended. Um, I am reading Omega Morales and the Legend of La Lechuza. This book comes out in September, but I got an advanced um, copy because I know authors now, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's through that like um, Latinx collective of authors that I'm like um, a part of now. Like um, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Stop distracting me while I'm trying to talk. Um, so sometimes they share arcs with each other. Anyway, um, it's pretty cool. It's about a kid who um, whose family has like magic. Like they're all empaths. And they they do it in different ways. And so Omega, which is like this kid, um, she can't control it yet. And so I don't know where it's going to go yet. Someone's killing cats. That's like right now, like someone's killing cats. And Omega knows because she can see ghosts. And also like trees talk to her. And everybody hates the trees because they're always telling all these stories and they never shut up and other empaths are more powerful and they just like block them but omega isn't very good with her magic and so all the trees just like talk to her and she can't shut them up i just started it but it's like super cute so yeah really liking it so far and i mean there's ghost cats and also a ghost person so (laughs) and an owl which i haven't seen yet I'm reading a couple of things, but the ones that are on the, that I'm like making my way through the fastest is uh, Craft in the Real World, uh, is Rethinking Fiction Writing and Workshopping by Matthew Celesis, I'm not sure, but it's basically just kind of like 
uh, inviting or working through a different cultural lenses, like a different cultural lens for what you're writing. Uh, it just, I don't remember where I saw it. I thought it sounded really good. I just read the prologue and the first chapter. And uh, so far it's, it's, um, it's a good book. I don't, I have usually stayed away from like books about writing because I always feel like, oh, obviously, yes, of course I'm doing everything wrong. Um, but this is, this is, this has a, kind of like a different, a different vibe to it. Um, it's something that like, I guess like you would read or read if you're teaching a writing class or taking a writing class, like at the academic level. Um, but it's really good. It's, uh, I would recommend it to, to you guys if you're interested. And then the other one I'm reading is Becoming Abolitionist. It's police protests and the pursuit of freedom, like how to become an abolitionist and how to, like if you're, how, if you're gonna say all oh, cops are bastards and we should abolish prisons and, you know, defund the police and et cetera, like not just saying those things, but how can you actually like actionably make those things happen in your daily life and on a grander scheme? Yeah, those are the books that I'm reading. <laughs> So that's it. That is our talk on The Kiss Quotient by Helen Huang. If you've read it, uh, let us know what you think. You probably have. This book is so popular. Uh, All right. So we'll get together next month for a apocalyptic end to a series. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Thank you for hanging out with us. You can support Only Lovers Book Club by dropping some change in our tip jar and buying some books with our bookshop link. You can find us on Instagram at Only Lovers Book Club, and from there, find our individual accounts and projects. Feel free to favorite or rate us if that's an option for you, but always make sure to like and subscribe and turn on your notifications so you never miss an episode.